Today, I want to read some verses in Genesis uh, dealing with Joseph in uh, chapter 41. Can't read the whole chapter by any means, but we will read verses 28 through 37. And this is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land, and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man, discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt, and let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years, and let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay the corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such an one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Here we have this famous story of Joseph being pulled out of prison to interpret the dream of Pharaoh. Pharaoh saw two dreams in one night. First dream was about a, a seven-year, seven plants of corn came up, beautiful corn, well-producing, high yield. And then right after that, seven real ill-favored plants of corn, barely alive. Uh, they came after and they consumed the good corn and there was nothing left. And then another dream, it talks about seven beautiful cattle, uh, cows, calls them kind, perfect in body, body weight, beautiful. And after them came seven puny, almost dying of starvation cows, and they ate the good cows, and they were no more. And this dream was so troubling to Pharaoh, he wanted an answer, and no one could give the king an answer except this man this Hebrew that was pulled out of prison Joseph the interpreter of dreams and he knew exactly what to do because he had wisdom and he said can we find one in whom the spirit of God is such as a man is this and so anytime you need something you need what to know what to do you better go to God Joseph is a picture of Christ uh, nowadays, world leaders, <clears throat> they wouldn't even think of advice from God's man uh, to make choices. But in those days, men sought out people who knew God, men who had the Spirit of God. And so when you're trying to live your own life, uh, you can either manage yourself or you can allow someone else to manage it, and it just never works. You have to put your life in the, in the uh, hands of Jesus Christ and he will help you as you manage between the good and the bad. 
the ups and the downs. And so Joseph gave this great advice to during the seven years to keep back a fifth of everything that you bring in and save it for later because bad times are coming. And that's proper management. And so the kingdom actually grew stronger during the worst drought of all because of good uh, management. So some good principles here to think about. We know that, uh, number one, good and bad will definitely come. Uh, we're going to have rainy days. We're going to have uh, droughty days and, and times where nothing it never rains and the sun's always out but let me say this rainy days are good we talk about rainy days go away rainy days are good if they're mixed together with sunny days that's where you get the growth that's also where you get the beauty and you get the balance and life is really good but sometimes life comes in cycles to where it rains a lot and when it rains it pours and you can't stop the cycle it's a, it's a natural thing that takes place on the earth. And you can look back at your own life and see periods where you had a lot of plenty, you were uh, growing, you were accumulating, things were great, and then periods of great drought where you had uh, trouble and it kept coming and coming and coming. And you had times of great gain, times of great loss, times where you made great strides, Sometimes it seemed like you were losing greatly. And these are natural. These are cycles that take place. And notice, number two, the seven-year cycles. They represent uh, completion. Seven always is God's number of completion and fulfillment. And so it's a, it's a cycle of fullness. It's a complete cycle, basically, that ran its course. So you have this balance of seven and seven. And usually good and evil will balance each other out. And if you'll study your life, you'll find that you grew the most during adversity uh, before the good days. Or sometimes you have good and you learn how to deal with the adversity that's about to come around the corner. Good and evil will balance each other out if you handle it God's way. You can live in such a way through wisdom to where you'll have more good than evil and even much, much more good than evil. But the one thing we know, if you've lived any time on this earth, you cannot stop droughts from coming. It's a natural occurrence. Uh, natural disasters, as we call them. What are they? They're natural. They're going to happen in the natural world because of the sin of Adam. And these things are unstoppable. And so there is a difference between a dearth or an unnatural type of a trouble, like a sickness a job loss, a death in the family. These are things you can't prevent sometimes. But what about the arguments and the fights you have? What about the financial problems you bring on yourself? Those are things, those are self-inflicted droughts. And then we think about depression and where it comes from and how it comes. I think depression can come either way. It can come because you brought it on yourself by bad, poor decisions or it's a natural cycle of life to help you appreciate the good times when they come. And so we will all have our share of both, good and evil, fortune and loss, plenty and much want. It's an inevitability. And so because of this, and think about this, if you look at your own life and study it, it's a natural tendency for us to trust God more in the trouble than in the fortune. 
You know, how many times did you get in bad need and you started crying out for help? Oh, God, help me. Why? You needed help. And the dearth gives you an opportunity to reach out to God and live by faith because you have no way to help yourself. And when you reach that point, people say, tie a knot at the end of the rope and hang on. You better cry out to God harder and get his grace. But trouble, uh, plenty, let's just think about. It makes you proud, plenty, uh, and prosperity. It makes you self-sufficient, kind of puffs you up, gets you unbalanced. But trouble makes you look to someone bigger and stronger than yourself for help, and it's God. And so droughts and trouble are definitely essential to our growth. But it's, you know, when I'm, it's a lot easier, and there's just a natural tendency to reach out to God when you're in need than when you think you have no need. Uh, Next, number four, why did these uh, seven years of plenty come first before the seven years of drought? It was to give the people an opportunity to prepare for the bad times to come. And through Joseph's uh, counsel, it it happened to prepare for and be ready for these seven years of dearth. It's an opportunity to get ready. It's the, I got some good news, and I have some bad news type of thing there. That's like the doctor told the guy. He said, I have some, uh, I'll give you the bad news first. No, how does it go? I'll give you the good news. You have a few days left to live. He said, that's the good news? What's the bad? He said, well, I forgot to tell you about three days ago. And so that is the way life works sometimes. There's this principle of one not only setting the other off, but also one will annul, annul it. So let's, uh, it'd be like it never happened. So if you had many years of uh, good life and then you hit the bad times, and I mean everything, you're robbed. You're taking, everything's taken from you. Sometimes it's hard to remember fully the good that you had because of the bad that's on you. If you don't prepare for that bad to come, you're going to probably uh, fall into this. If you have, uh, if you've gone through a lot of hardship and trouble and loss, and then you start prospering again and good glory days come, it will override the, the bad and you'll forget some of the hard times. I think that's one of the reasons heaven will be so special because we will have suffered so much in the flesh on earth. And when we get to heaven, uh, the suffering's over and the glory days are there. Listen to this verse, John 16, 21. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. Here's a woman going through much travail and childbirth. She's blaming her husband for getting her in this position. She's screaming out and hating life. She is... uh, in travail and she's right at the point and when the birth takes place what happens she sees the child and all the travail and the struggle and the nine months of discomfort are instantly taken away because she has a baby in her arms and so this is pretty amazing she goes from uh I, I can't stand you why'd you do this to me turn around and telling her husband let's have another child someday And so the principles here 
On the other side, the dearth can really take the good memories away. And so let's remember these things. Uh, if you're going from feeling well to sick, then you can appreciate when you become well again. It's very uh, basic, but so true. In the famous uh, epigram, past pleasure is eliminated by present pain. And also, present pain, or past pain, is eliminated by pre, uh, ple, uh, excuse me, present pleasure. So it goes both ways. You know, it's the song, the happy days are here again. Well, it means you went through some rough ones there, and they've returned. And then the old song where people used to say, those were the days, my friend. Yeah, well, they're, they're gone for a while. Will you ever get them back? We don't know. Uh, and in a practical sense, sometimes they're acting up, and we don't know why, and we forget the times when they didn't act up. We forget the good that they did, and they start messing up and making some huge, uh, horrible mistakes. And so we judge them upon that. So here's the truth, and it's a good truth. This is so basic. When the good times are coming, and they say let the good times roll, enjoy it, appreciate it, uh, Revel in the fact God's blessing you and you're going through a really good time. But you better remember that a dearth is coming right around the corner. And it may be seven years of harsher drought than the good you have now. It may be so harsh that you'll forget the good days. But if you'll be wise now and know what you have and who you have, you get ready for that dearth. What are you doing? You save some of the benefits as Joseph did. He took, he kept one fifth, which is a lot. He saved back some of the benefits of the plenty for the drought to come. I think that's the wise, well, a very wise way to live. In good times, you better save some of that. Not talking just financially. We're talking in the spirit, preparing yourself for this. It's a frame of mind because if you don't, you're going to be in big trouble. Because those big, those bad days that come, the evil days, will come when you'll say, I had no pleasure in those days. Uh, what are ways you can be prepared for the future trouble? Well, number one, save you some money. Number two, you better keep your health while you're healthy. Someday you're going to struggle and, and your body's going to need to fight and you're going to need some health from the old days. You might want to Save a little food down and uh, for future problems down the line someday. You also you better learn to live by faith now when you're in plenty, so you can live by faith when you're in loss and have very little. You better learn to know God, so you can utilize His strength and peace when you're going to need it the most. Here's a good one: save some sanity while you have it, and be ready when. The uh, overwhelming times come when you're really going to need it. You better prepare it. Save some back. Don't take for granted the good times. Make the most of it instead. You better enjoy your children while you have them uh, because teenagers are coming right around the corner and the uh, tribulation period is going to hit for some people. But enjoy health, your family health, the, those around you. But you better be prepared for the loss. Enjoy good business now. But tough times are coming and you may have some loss. Enjoy your harmonious relationships when everybody's uh, together 
trouble may be coming. You better prepare and be ready. And like it said, be very discreet and very wise and choose the right man to help you through these days. And that's Joseph, but it's Jesus Christ. In him are found all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so Egypt became a world power and controlled the world because Joseph had the sense and the wisdom to prepare ahead. Let Jesus lead you in the good and prepare for the bad. So when these times come, the bad times, you won't fall apart. Uh, You won't lose it, as we call it. You'll understand. And there will always be that seven-year drought, and eventually it will end again, and the rains will come. You know, the good times will come again. There is no doubt about it. You were stable, and you grew. I read one last verse here, Philippians 4, which we know these verses, 12 and 13. I know how to both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So you find that Paul's teaching us a, a seasoned Christian who's learned to live by faith. He can handle both cycles. It's hard to handle prosperity. It takes you away from God if you don't watch it. it. It lifts you up with pride and makes you forget the things you need the most. And, so, and it makes you careless. But you can handle that. You can handle prosperity because you know these things. And also, you'll be able to handle when you are abased and when you're in suffering and much need. Uh, It's a natural cycle of life. Paul said, I can be hungry when I'm full, knowing that there's a day coming I will need more food. But I can be full in times of want, knowing that he, he fed me in the past, he filled me in the past. He will fill me again. What does this basically come down to? You've got a Joseph in your life. You've got a Jesus, who helped, the Lord Jesus Christ, who can lead and guide you as a shepherd over his flock, where you can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hopefully these are good principles that we can learn to live by, and it will make our life more enriching. Uh, it will be uh, improved. And our journey to heaven will be better. But thank you so much.